earlier. We were going to get him on a little earlier in the show, but he's a busy man, so we're happy that he's taking the time to join us now. Cole Jurek, former Bison great defensive lineman. He joins us on our Epic Company's hotline. Talking Bison football, big game coming up on Saturday in Missoula, and obviously this coaching search ongoing as well. Cole, great to have you on the program, man. How you been? Ready for the holiday season? I'm, I'm ready for the holiday season. Got the got the holiday kind of kind of kind of feels going. Got the got the time you know time off work. Kind of looking ahead to it a little bit here, but it's, it's football season. It's, it's it's the best time of the year for for football season. Uh, you know, I wish it was back in the dome. Like we've had a few more semifinals on a Friday night, but hey, got to go out to uh, out to Missoula this time and and then find a way to win out there. But not, not much better than a Saturday with a Vikings game and, a, and an NDSU game, hoping to go 2-0. and Yeah, break some hearts, right? You're going to go on the road, road warriors, and break some hearts at the end of a game? I have wondered this. What do you think the game plan is? We had to bring some speakers for the booth to play uh, Alabama in the fourth quarter. I don't know how we're going to get that done in this game. I've been wondering Ooh. about that. We got so, so Jake's pretty techy. If we can get him to hack into their system, into their, into right. their, and, the and play it over the speakers, over the over the PA speakers, I think, I think we got to get that figured out here late in the fourth quarter when we got a nice, nice, comfortable lead to, to, to get Jake snuck into a booth somewhere and play it over the PA for our team. I think if there's anybody who could do it, <laughs> who could pull it off, it is Jake. I think that would be nuts <laughs> if we could do that on Saturday. Get a little uh, Alabama, get a little uh, our song, our anthem as we try and get back down to Texas with Bison football. Before we dig into the Bison, Cole, you were in Vegas for that riveting 3 nothing Vikings win. <laughs> Rewrote the record books. Uh, how about that for a second as uh, as Minnesota ends up uh, dispatching the Raiders at the, I think it was the lowest score NFL game since 06? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. How about oh that for God. a second, Cole? Yeah, I mean the Vikings find ways to um, to win football games in wild ways. I think it was like almost a year ago that we scored what like 39 points in the second half against the Colts to, to win. You know, and a year yep. later we scored three points to find a win a win against uh, a not a very good Raven or Raiders team. But uh, that was a uh, that was a fun time to to be, to be in Vegas. There was Vikings fans literally everywhere. Um, it was it was wild. Everywhere you went, it was either a cowboy for the for the national rodeo down there, or it was a it was a Vikings fan. Left and right, so that was that was pretty cool to see the Viking fans travel down there and and take over that stadium. And it was it was seemed like a sixty four split of Viking to Viking to Raider fans. And uh, it wasn't much of a football game to watch, but uh, got got the win, got a got a playoff game or a, one game leading the playoffs over over the uh, Packers now. And you know, find a way to win one or two more games. That might not that might be all you need to get to the playoffs this year. It's it's not going to take a lot to be, to be in the wild card in the NFC. The blackjack tables must not have treated you too well because we have you here. If, it, if they did, you probably yeah, still would have been in Vegas right now. I on did, a, a I did have to so. come back. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the gambling went the wrong way, but, you know, Vegas wins every once in a while. That's why it, that's why it looks the way it does. Um, of course, you know, I had money on the bike. You know, we, we punted a field goal, a 48-yard field goal that would hit the cover, but, you know, that was, that, you know that, that didn't matter, I guess. We won the game, but could have used yeah. the field goal there. <laughs> hey, let's see, yeah, I'm a little upset about that. We don't, we don't need the pooch punt. Kick the field goal, kick the cover, win, win the game. I know what your fans really want, KLC. I mean, come on, yeah, goodness good, gracious! Good team, the teams wins, great teams cover. What do you make of the quarterback change? No, Josh Dobbs. Now Nick Mullins taking over at the QB spot for the purple. I, I was ready for a change. You know, I still think you almost at some point. Why don't you try out Jer- Jaron Hall? You know, see what the rookie's got. You know, see what the future has. See if you really have to go quarterback in the draft next year or not. Um, is, is Nick Mullins that much better than than Hall? I know he, he beat him out throughout the preseason and. And whatnot. If it wasn't on IR, you know, we wouldn't have seen Hall at all. But uh, I would love to see the young guy get get a chance. I think we kind of know what Nick Mullins is. I, I think Nick Mullins is just a different version of 
of Dobbs, maybe a little less mobile, maybe a little more accurate with things, but turns the ball over about the same amount of times he throws touchdowns. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe things have changed a little bit. He could, he, you know, he have, has great weapons out there. So hopefully Mullins can find a way to to get this offense back on track. Because this defense is absolutely lights out at this point. So hopefully, hopefully can find a way to pair those two together. Because the NFC, in my opinion, still is wide open. Yeah, Flo's done a terrific job. He was fired up after that win for the Vikings against the Raiders. We're talking with Cole Jurek, former Bison defensive lineman with us. Cole, let's dive into the Bison here. I want to start with a coaching search. Coach Ants announces on Sunday afternoon that he is going to take a position with Lincoln Riley and his staff at USC after the playoff run is over. You've obviously been a part of teams uh, where this has happened before with Coach Bull going to Wyoming at the end of 2013. Uh, your thoughts on NDSU looking for its next head coach here? When do you think it might happen? And just your overall take on the situation for Bison football. Yeah, I mean, you know, as much as I love NDSU, NDSU is still a stepping stone for, for players and, and coaches to get to the next level. You know, with the transfer portal now, we'll, we'll see kids year in, year out, probably leaving NDSU to go FBS. And that's just the way things are going to be. And it happens with coaches, and it's going to happen more, more with players. And, you know, congrats to Emerson's family for taking that opportunity to go to USC and, um, you know, you know, try to try to see what he can make of a, of a different position there and uh, a, a different level of football. But uh, NDSU has done a great job hiring coaches of, of late, and there's been some really good coaches to come through this program. And I, I think, you know, obviously Tyler Roll would, would, would be a great choice. He's, who's part of the program now? I, I think, um, you know, Tim Polisek, who kind of was Tyler Roll's mentor um, out in Wyoming with with Coach Bowl out there, um, would be a dynamite hire, unbelievable energy, great recruiter, offensive genius, in my opinion. Uh, that that guy, I think, would be a lights out hire for NDSU right now. I, I think it's probably down to those two guys. We'll see where. Where NDSU goes, but um, I, I think you, you take your time a little bit. You probably get through the game on Saturday, and then you make your announcement um, just to just to maybe not have that distraction with it. Because signing day is not, what the twentieth. It's it's only a few days away. You got you got to get announce a coach here pretty soon to get in contact with those players, get those guys signed. But also in today's world, how many high school kids do you need to sign? Do you just go to the portal now and, and, and bring your own kids in? Do you only recruit five, ten high school kids a year and you go get five, ten out of the portal? Maybe you go that way as well. So uh, maybe they take their time a little bit longer and not thinking they need the recruiting, the recruiting deadline as, as much as maybe some people think. Yeah, you can kind of flip that thing both ways. Like you, you need to coach quick to hold on to the current players but mm-hmm. what if the current players are going to be leaving in the portal anyways? They need the guy that's for the long term, not for the right now, and you can go both ways. And you can kind of tie yourself in knots. That's the, the state of college football and really just uh, college <laughs> athletics right now, especially with the, the rules or the ruling yesterday that now you've got the two-time transfer thing as a thing, which is basically you can transfer whenever you want, however many times you want, whenever, yeah. wherever, and, and, and however you want to do it. So uh, you maybe want to go for the, the long-term future, not just someone for the immediate, too. We'll see what comes of that situation. It is very similar, though, to what you guys went through with Craig Bull. It's similar to Kleiman when he left as well, but in terms of, I believe, the players, unfortunately, the way it seemed to work, they found out kind of through Twitter and not the way anybody wants it to be done. It happens all the time, not just NDSU, other coaching searches as well. What do you remember from that time with the team about we want Bull to stay on, a senior team, great leadership, wanting to still end the season with a championship? Was it a distraction? Was it more of a rallying cry? What do you remember from that time? Yeah, I remember sitting at a bar at Chubb's Pub with a couple of teammates, and a fan walked up to us and goes, what do you think of Coach Bull going to Wyoming? I was like, huh, what? You know, that was my when things were just kind of starting to break on Twitter, you know, now everything gets broken on Twitter and it's, it, it's impossible not to, not to have stuff, you know, at, at certain times. And, 
Um, I, I think some of the players had a, had a pretty good inkling of what was going on. I think that a job was accepted um, a little bit earlier on in that in that week, and some some guys hadn't had an idea anyways. And, and you, when you have good leadership, there's a lot, there's a lot of old guys, guys that have been around a lot, and you know nothing's really going to change with this coaching staff. It's not like not as much maybe when Coach Bull was leaving, when like hey, which coach is going with him? You know, and you know they're okay. These seven are leaving. These four are staying. You know, are, are they recruiting, trying to steal our players? Are, are they are they more worried about Wyoming than than NDSU? Where where this situation is more of hey, everyone's probably going to be here for the most part. Maybe besides ends next year, maybe you lose a coach here or there, but it's it's maybe not as tense in in, in those rooms. But yeah, at, at this point of the year, you're so ingrained of, of hey, just football week in week out. You show up, you do your job, you go to your meetings, you go to your practices. You're not necessarily worried about the head coaching search or what's going to happen in, in, in that matter. You're more worried about, hey, it's, it's the playoffs. It's win or go home type situation. Let's get focused up for Montana. So so our season doesn't end. We can keep, we can play one more time down in Frisco. Cole Jurek here with us, former NDSU, buys in great defensive lineman here on the Insiders on our Epic Companies hotline. Let me ask you this, Cole. You've been a part of this program both as a player, as a broadcaster. You're an alum of North Dakota State University. What are like the top two or three characteristics that you think are necessary for a Bison football head coach? What are those top two qualities or so that you think this person leading the program has to have, having been a part of it and knowing how NDSU football works and operates? I think one of the biggest things, accountability, is 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 holding players accountable, and, and it's a tough thing to do in in this world um, to, to to do with with some of the younger kids where they can, hey, I, or this coach is going to yell at me. I'm going to hit the portal and get the heck out of here. It, it, you know, I think accountability has set the standard at this program that, hey, we win championships, we win conference championships, we win national championships. We're not okay with being mediocre. And I, I think you saw that at, at one point this year when people were like, man, is this team going to make the playoffs? And, you know, coaches hold players accountable to get better week in, week out, and all of a sudden, hey, we're playing in the national semifinal for the 12th ball in a row. That, that's a pretty dang good run. I think most teams would hope to make one semifinal. We've done it 12 balls in, in, in a consecutive consecutive run here so I, I think that's probably a, a big one and the second one is just just maybe a, a bigger personality you got to be able to go out and recruit you got to be able to go out and fundraise at, at, at ndsu if you're the head coach you're you're in you the face of the university you're you're fundraising for 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 all the sports to an extent you're trying to raise money for football but you're trying to really raise money to, to to help all that ndsu athletics ndsu football and it, it you know kind of powers everything it, it, it surrounds it it's the biggest draw and you got to have that personality that's going to be able to to go into go into rooms and meet people and talk to people and and, and talk to recruits and, and, and talk to players and now you got to be able to work the work work the boosters for money and work the portals for for, for players and that's that's not an easy thing to do by any means. Cole Jurek again here with us. Let's go to the game. The, the game on Saturday here, obviously a semifinal. It's going to be twenty seven thousand just screaming, frantic, crazy Grizz fans out there that are, are going to want to try and. You know, cheer their team on to victory. NDSU going in to play the spoiler like they've done the last couple of games here. Uh, going back on the road again, third straight game on the road. Maybe that tires you out a little bit going back to a different time zone, back into the mountains there uh, in the state of Montana. How do you see this game kind of breaking down? Is there an area or a, a stat or, you know, a matchup you're kind of looking at? Yeah, I think I think it comes down to NDSU's defense finding a way to get some stops again. I, I think 
I think we all knew last week that, that a different NDSU team was going to show up to play South Dakota this time, and it wasn't going to go anywhere near where it went the first time around. Well, this is this is kind of a different animal. Um, I, I think USD was probably a little overrated, but hey, they won their games in the regular season. Um, Montana's been hot. They've been really good all year, and yeah, they struggled against a Furman team that, when they have their quarterback, is a really good football team. He's a really good football player for them that that, that could do some things. And it's th- this offense for Montana and the special teams for Montana has been able to find a way to put up points week in, week out. And last time we faced a running quarterback out in Montana, heck, they put up 500 plus yards and 30 plus points against us. They were they were able to move the ball with a lot of success. And I think running quarterbacks have given us some issues all year long. So it's it's the, it's our defense trying to find ways to. Hey, maybe it's hey. We need four stops in this game. We need one stop a quarter. That, that, if our offense is going to find a way to score thirty points because that's what what Tyler Roll and that group has been doing lately. It's like if we if we get four stops on defense, we 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 can win this game, which maybe isn't the old buys of football we remember. But hey, that's what that's what been winning games this year. Maybe that's the recipe for for Saturday. It's maybe find a way to shoot shoot things out a little bit and and get a stop late and and let your offense run out the clock. I love that, Cole. Kyle said the same thing, the one-stop-a-quarter yeah. thing before the SDSU game. I think that's a great formula for the defense to take in, and it will be tough. McDowell is a good player. They have other weapons in addition to him on that Grizzly offense. Last mm-hmm. one for you from me. This run that NDSU is on right now with a chance to win three straight road playoff games against seeded teams to get to Frisco as an unseeded team themselves and maybe a chance to get another shot at the Jackson Frisco I mean, could you speak to the significance of what we might be witnessing right now? Because I, I think it's a pretty crazy story that the Bison are crafting um, and one that we haven't seen in this current run that began all the way back in 2010. How about that for a sec? For sure. It, it, it's impressive. Anytime you go on the road and get a win in the playoffs, it, it's really, really difficult. You don't you don't see the whole lot. Usually the, the top seeds are finding their way to, to make it to the semifinals and finals and it's it's really hard to make a run and win win three games on the road, let alone two that we've got done already here. So, uh, credit to these guys for for finding the way. I mean, they were left for dead at one point this season by a lot of people, and 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 part of this fan base was like, well, this team sucks. But hey, you know, people people stuck with them. People kept believing the players, kept believing in themselves, and and they kind of transformed themselves and got a little different edge edge to themselves. And if if they're able to win 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 at Montana and get to Frisco, I think that would be probably the best. One of one of the best runs we've had in the playoffs. Um, you know, maybe not the most impressive run. There's been some runs where you, hey, they won every game by 40 points, which which is pretty hard to do as well. But to go on the road and find ways to win, that's that, that's really hard to do. And I, I would I would credit these guys a, a heck of a lot for for finding a way to do that. If they uh, can, uh, you know, tonight, let's go to tonight's game. I wanted to touch on East and stick with you quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he is starting tonight for the Chargers against the Raiders, having another quarterback from NDSU starting an NFL game, even if it is because of an injury and now he's in there, uh, how impressive is that for the program and what are your expectations for Easton? Yeah, I mean, I expect Easton. I mean, he's been in the league long enough to he can step in and make the plays that they're going to ask him to. Is you're not going to have to dummy down the the playbook for him. He's a smart guy. He can make all the throws. Is he just Herbert Hexno? There's about two two or three guys in the NFL yeah. that compare to that guy. But uh, I think Easton can do some different things that 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 people are going to be impressed about. You give him the week of practice to get prepared. I wish he had all the weapons there because their receivers right. are. Are, are definitely banged up, but for NDSU to get another quarterback that's you know going to get a chance to start here, and heck, if Easton plays well over the over the stretch here, he's he's a free agent again after this year. You know, does a team sure. maybe bring him in as a as a starter type guy, prove a type situation, or heck, does he get six to ten million dollars to be a, a Gardner Minshew type backup quarterback? That when as we saw this year, you've got to have a good backup when there's six six of the, some of the better quarterbacks in the NFL down right now. 
you, you got to have somebody that can step up. And if, if Easton plays well in, in this stretch, he, he might not be a starter next year, but he might be making about four times the paycheck sitting on the bench. It's an awesome opportunity for Easton. He's going to be carrying the flag for NDSU tonight, Thursday mm-hmm. night football against the Raiders as he makes his first career NFL start for the L.A. Chargers. Cole, appreciate you taking the time, man. Enjoy this big Saturday. You're going to get the double dip with the Vikes and the Bison. Should be a great weekend of football, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Cole. Cole Durick, former Bison great defensive lineman, former Bison sideline analyst as well on the radio side of things. Always great to have him on the program. Some really good thoughts on everything happening Bison from the coaching search to Easton Stick to the big one in Missoula on Saturday.